the pride, passion, and pageantry of college football lives here. This is the Paul Feinbaum Show, Hour 4 Podcast. This might be college football, heaven. Final hour, we appreciate you being here as we close the week down. Let's check in with Rick next up in uh, down in Houston. Good afternoon, Rick. How are you? Good afternoon, Paul. Well, hey, man, uh, first off, uh, man, I think uh, I think Cat Daddy must be feeling like Rodney Dangerfield, considering that he that he won this year and not even getting a first round seed. No, he's. So I mean, you got. I mean, I, I mean, some of it has been illness, but uh, ultimately, you got to play. He hasn't been much of a player lately. Well, Paul, it's been a it's been a gumbo of a gumbo of a week for you. Uh, I mean, today we had you uh, you serenaded us with uh, "Please Come to Boston," you know, and <clears throat> on that song, you know. Uh, I always get that. I always get that guy mixed up with the guy who did uh, oh, Kenny Loggins. Uh, the guy who got who did ah uh, uh, crap. Now it just went out of are my you, mind. Are uh, you confusing him with uh, Kenny Loggins? No, I'm confusing with Dan Hill. I can now. Oh, I, Dan I lost Hill. Track oh man, songs. Dan Hill did one of my favorite songs. Uh, what was the name of that song? Uh, Sometimes when uh, we touch your. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I still remember that song. It's, it's a, we're almost uh, 45 years old, but I'll, I'll think of the name of it in a minute. But it is a great song. Yeah, it's sometimes when we touch. Sometimes when we touch. You know, but uh, man, my wife subjects me to uh, Robert John's "Sad Eyes" all the time. Oh, I, I, I can't think of a sappier song than that. Although, when we were newlyweds, and I, I think this, uh, this must mean it was true love. Because my wife loved Air Supply, and oh my, you know I went. You know, Air Supply, uh, very underrated group. Wouldn't you agree? I mean, they had some really good songs. Yes. Oh, they, they were lost in they love. They were chart uh, for a good stretch. I mean, they really did. I, I haven't listened to them in a long time, but uh, yeah, well, I, I got married. My wife, uh, we, there was a Wham song on. She said, "Turn that up." I said, "I'm, I'm getting out of the car." <laughs> <laughs> I hear you, man, but. Uh, but also, uh, the thing that surprised me most this week was uh, to hear your affinity for fried okra. So I wanted to ask you, do you like it breaded or unbreaded? Now, unbreaded would uh, explain to me, because I think I've only, eat, I mean, I've only eaten it in the South, so I, I have a feeling it's been breaded. Yeah, I, I, I think, I think well, breaded uh, masks the actual taste of okra. Yeah, I, I would agree with you, but typically down here in Houston, it's always breaded. But yeah, my I, I'm mom always eating it breaded. Uh, I, I don't think I could handle boiled okra. Well, on its own, I, I would say I'd agree with you. But uh, my wife, uh, we're uh, you know she she's a Louisiana girl, so she makes a mean pot of gumbo, but. Our gumbo here at the house always has okra in it. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I get that. I'm just talking about like a serving of, of, of boiled okra. Uh, yeah, I mean, in, I don't think uh, I'm not that big of a gumbo eater, but I don't think it really matters what's in the gumbo. You just throw, throw it, throw. I mean, throw your radio in there. It wouldn't matter. 
You know, I, mean, I, I, watch, also, I watch these uh, Louisianans. I mean, they start, let me throw a, oh, I got a pen. Let me drop that in there. Uh, where, where from uh, Louisiana is she from? Uh, she lived all over Louisiana, but, you know, we met in Shreveport, but she lived, she lived down in New Orleans in that area from, uh, oh, wow. you know, from different time to time. Unfortunately, her mom was, uh, uh, you know, she, my wife had one of those mothers that, you know, multiple men, you know, children by different men, okay. but, uh, you know, moved around a lot. Well, you know, you know, I mean, I, I, spent, I spent one year in uh, I spent one year in Shreveport, and in, amazingly, I have never been back. Uh, I almost I was supposed to go to a bowl game there, and I got uh, detoured. But uh, I am going to I'm going to make my way back to Shreveport before uh, before long. Remember, hey, thanks so much for the call, Rick. Do appreciate it. Uh, let's check in with Greg next in Tennessee. Hello, Greg. Hey, Mr. Pinebaum. How you doing, brother? We are doing great. Thank you for checking in. You know, I've, I've watched you quite a bit, and this is the first time in about two years that I've been able to get in. So well, I'm glad you made it. Uh, I'm glad I got to chat with you a minute. Let me ask you a question. I was calling in reference to Nico and the NCAA and the Tennessee deal. Let me pop this question to you. Okay. Now, I'm sitting here trying to think about a good team that did not make it to the playoffs. And I come up with Georgia. Say, for instance, everything happened the same way with Nico and Tennessee. Instead, he's going to Georgia. He plays in their bowl game. And he does as well as in theirs as he did with Tennessee. Do you think the NCAA would be on Georgia? No, uh, I think this is selective prosecution because of the prior case. And I think that they... By the way, the NCAA could go to 100 schools if they wanted. They chose Tennessee. Yeah, they thought Tennessee would bend over and take their punishment again. They didn't realize that they were already preparing for what might come down that came down. Right. And a lot of folks around talk shows in Tennessee, and I listen to several different people, they all have formed the opinion that it's because Nico played as well as he did in the bowl game with Tennessee, and the pressure got to the NCAA to try to stop it from getting to this season. Greg, you know why? Look at where they're going. Uh, Rashada was at Florida, right? That was a big number. Nico was a big number. The NCAA is just simply following the attention. Uh, it's like a heat-seeking missile. They, they go, okay, we... I mean, they don't, they don't really know what they're doing, but they, they sit around and they, they watch social media and they watch where the action is. And, and I think it, Tennessee made... I don't know who it was involved, but I think too much conversation was made a couple of years ago. And... and the numbers got out of hand, so they just follow where the where the where the action is. And this time they made a mistake. They chose they chose the wrong place to go. Yes, sir. I I agree. Let me ask you another question. It's personal. Uh, I've been in broadcasting for forty years. I learned back in the seventies 
from some great broadcasters. Uh, when you got in the business, is there any one person that you would highlight as the person that really set you on the right path? You know, it's interesting, Greg, uh, because I, I, I did 20 years as a, as a newspaper person before broadcasting. So um, most of my most of the people I looked up to were really in that business. I, I got into broadcasting really as just uh, I, I ended up doing a show in uh, w- with a former broadcaster uh, w- with a with a with a guy that was the longtime voice of, of the Alabama Crimson Tide, John Forney. He helped me probably more than anyone. Uh, because he had uh, such respect, uh, and uh, he really was like a second father uh, to me in terms of of helping me understand. Because I didn't know what I was doing. Eli Gold was another person that played a critical <laughs> role uh, because he 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 helped me get my first job. Uh, so I mean, I would say Eli and John were were critical. Uh, now, in college, Greg, uh, the person that uh, I was most moved by and really in complete and total awe of, was John Ward. Yes, sir. He is, I've been a Tennessee fan all my life, and when I got into broadcasting back early years of listening to him, I mean, back then, all Tennessee fans that I knew turned the TV volume down and turned up John Ward. He was... uh, was, uh, I'll never forget, I, I may have told the story once, Greg, I, I think it was at uh, the, so the presidential complex uh, the, where all the dorms are on, on campus. I think it was uh, either, I'm sure you're familiar with that, uh, it was either Reese Hall or Kara, I think it was Reese Hall or Carrick Hall, I can't remember which one. My first year at Tennessee, there was a John Ward Soundalike contest. And wow. My, my dorm was, the next, was, was, was next door, so we walked over. And I'll never forget, in the very back, John Ward snuck in, uh, and he was trying to say, I mean, he, somebody had talked him into coming and, and making a presentation or something, but he was a very shy guy. I don't know if he knew John very well, but uh, I, I used to travel with the team, and I mean, I, I would get to sit next to them occasionally, and it was, it was just, uh, I was mesmerized by watching him. He had, he had, the, he had a, a towel around his neck. I never understood that, by the way. Do you, do you have any idea? Yeah, about that? yeah. Uh, he always had that towel around his neck. Uh, and, I mean, I, I, it was really fun when I was two or three seats away or one seat away just to listen to him do the game. I, I, mean, I, got, to, I got to sit right next to him at Lexington one night. Uh, for really, really saw one of the greatest games I've ever seen. Bernard King hit a shot, a fallaway jumper at the at the buzzer, and the first time Kentucky, I think, had won wow. up there in a long time. Yeah, he he was one in a million. Yeah, he really and was. I think he, I think he also had Luden's cough drop. Yeah, you're right. Uh, I do remember that now. And yeah. the thing about John that that was so interesting is John was, John was a, in the advertising business. He was not a broadcaster. Um, he got right. into it uh, and and mastered it. Uh, Forney, John Forney, the guy in Birmingham, was the exact same thing. He he was he owned a, he owned a, an ad an ad agency. They knew where the money was. Yeah, yeah. He was he was my hero, brother. I was always a John Ward listener, no matter where I was. If no, I wasn't he, at he, home. One of the greatest compliments TV I've ever had, uh, Greg. He, I, I ran into John one day. 
And he said, uh, I can't remember who the guy, he used to travel with somebody. Uh, they, they would drive to the games and when, when they didn't take the school plane. And he said, uh, he, I, 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 I was about five or six years in, and he said, man, well, he said, we get close to Birmingham, we turn that up, man, because we can't wait to see who you're trying to fire tomorrow, the next day. And, uh, uh, and uh, I was saying, I can't believe John Ward actually ever heard me do anything. But it, it was, I really appreciate your call. That was a lot of fun, Greg. Thank you very much for the call. Glad you got in. We take a break now on a Friday afternoon, early evening. Week is about over. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. Is your schedule too packed to see a doctor about your erectile dysfunction? Well, with Hims, now you can get treated for ED without stepping foot outside your door. They're changing men's health care by providing access to affordable sexual health treatments from the comfort of your couch. Hims provides access to doctor-trusted ED treatment options such as chewable hard mints, brand name treatments like Viagra, or generic alternatives for up to 95% cheaper. The process is simple and entirely online. Just answer a series of questions and a medical provider will determine the right treatment option. If prescribed, your medication ships to you free. No insurance needed. So what are you waiting for? Join the hundreds of thousands of trusted HIMSS subscribers and get treated. Start your free online visit today at hymns.com slash Paul. That's H-I-M-S.com slash Paul for your personalized ED treatment options. Hymns.com slash Paul. Hard mints are chewable compounded products which are not approved by or verified for safety or effectiveness by the FDA. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies on product and subscription plan. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. And welcome back. And Michaela is up next in Georgia. Hello, Michaela. Hey, how are you? We are doing great. Thank you. I have a couple questions for you. Um, I was wondering, number one, if, and you can just say yes or no, if you think the this issue with Herb Street and Dylan Riola and the parents and all that, if on Saturday down south they have the video, and I didn't know if you had watched it or anything, or if you think that him coming on TV there with you and trying to kind of smooth it over or tell his side of the story did not sort of, I don't just seem a little fluffy because if you watch the actual video, that's one question Mm -hmm. and you can just say yes or no. Yeah, I've seen it. And, and I, I think if if somebody did a critique of my interview uh, with Herb Street, uh, they would probably tend to be critical. Um, But I took it. My approach was, uh, I'd said I, I'd, I'd had some critical things to say Wednesday. Uh, it got published, uh, and he asked to come on. And my feeling was, he's welcome to come on and give his side of the story, and not uh, be subject to a deposition. Uh, so I let him talk. I, I did not. Part- I, if you heard the interview, I didn't really have much to say. My, if you're asking me, do I think he gained much out of it? No, I don't. Um, 
He really, yeah. he, he didn't address the most uh, critical issues. Um, was I a party to it? Well, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a really weird situation. Uh, uh, I know him really well. I he, didn't know that he that Raiola had given a verbal to Ohio State. Yeah, uh, that, that, you know, that, that was a fact. I mean, I, I had I had heard that at one time. But I think the mistake people make is thinking that Herb Street is, is was actively trying to help anybody go to Ohio State. It's worth remembering Herb Street used to live in Columbus, and he left right. because he got tired of all the criticism uh, from the Ohio State fans. Yeah. I think he wants that Big Ten to really grow, though. But on the Ohio State topic, which is my next question, um, I think the way it used to be is it was six or eight years out or whatever that they planned the actual schedules. Right. And you can correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like now that they are starting this 12-team thing, they still only put one of the four new people in for Ohio State. And I mean, now that Michigan's probably not going to be a contender, all they really have is Oregon. True. Yeah. And would it's you, a really embarrassing w- schedule. Would you come out and vouch for the strength of schedule when it comes down to the playoffs? Well, it, it seems to me that, I, and I don't know the backstory whether they had somebody else scheduled, but uh, it looks like. Uh, they are just trying to take the easy way, and they'll, and they'll get there. It won't be hard for Ohio State to reach the playoffs based on winning 10 or 11 games. Say thank you very much. I appreciate the calls. And David is up next. Uh, hello, David. Hey, Paul. Happy Friday. Hope thank you're having you. a great day and hope we you are. have a great weekend. Thank you so much. Hey, uh, I just a couple things. Uh, man, Darryl, I was afraid Darryl was going to have a heart attack earlier. Well, he was he, hot. He got to go and his blood pressure got up and, uh, I, I, you know, I, it, it, what he had was, what he had to say was pretty good, but, uh, he, you know, he, he got a little too excited. He worried me a little bit. Um, uh, I just got a, a one comment and then one question. Um, Miss Pat wants to call and be a legend on this show. The only way you can be a legend as a female is either be Tammy or Phyllis. Those are the two greatest female callers of all time. And then I want to ask you, do you think Daryl's head's going to explode when ESPN comes to Tuscaloosa next year for game day and Saban picks Bama to win the game? <laughs> uh, I suspect he will, and I think it will explode a second time when Bama wins the game. Hey, thank you for the call. Appreciate it. Uh, how about Billy in uh, Alabama next? Uh, hey, Billy. Hey, Paul. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, so first of all, um, I invited you to come play golf, uh, with this celebrity thing. Um, you asked, uh, who would you like to play as a celebrity? And I chose you. Oh, did you really? Where, 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 where was this? Uh, yeah, this is going to be in mobile and make sure you bring your pocketbook because you're going to pay for me and you to play golf at Magnus. So where uh, where are we going to play in Mobile? I know you got a lot of great courses there. Uh, Mo, uh, we're going to play Magnolia Grove. Okay, so that's one of the Trent Jones courses? Uh, it is, and okay. it is absolute beautiful course. Yeah. I mean, you, you can't find anything beautiful. 
Well, well and, Billy, and, give me a chance to warm up. I have not played uh, a round of golf in about five years, so I, I need it. Give me at least five <laughs> minutes to hit a few balls. Uh, hey, look, I'll give you the driving range for about five minutes. But I, but I, I have played before, so uh, it should come back. You think it will come back to me? Well, you know, it, it's kind of like riding a bike. Okay. You know, as long as you rode the bike in the last, like, two or three years. Okay. Yeah, I'm not, my short game used to save me. I'm, a, I'm, I'm not optimistic not having practiced in five years if it's still going to be able to help me out. Hey, drive to win, uh, but it's try to win and putt to show. Okay, well, so, I will, uh, well Billy, uh, hold me a spot. Uh, I have not been to Mobile in a while, but it's one of, it's one of my favorite places, so hey, I will uh, Mardi- I'll find a way to get down there. Mardi- Paul, it's Mardi Gras. And yeah, I'm no. not right now. Hey, Billy, uh, save me a spot at the, uh, how about just the 19th hole? You go play around and I'll wait for you. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not going down there during Mardi Gras. Or as they say, Mardi Gras. No R. Mardi Gras. Isn't that how they say it? Yeah. You know, so, I mean, I've, I've lived in Louisiana, and I've lived in Alabama. So it, the word is Mardi Gras, G-A-R-S, but you drop the, the S, Mardi. But in Louisiana and, and South Alabama, Mardi Gras. Mardi Gras. <laughs> Kathy is up next. Hi, Paul. Hey, Kathy. How you doing? We are doing great. great. Thank you. Great. I, I'm sorry to say that because I know you get asked that every time. Well, you know it changes well, by wanted... the hour. <laughs> it's either that or roll tide. I don't know which is said the most. Okay. Well, um, I just want to say two things. First of all, the positive thing is that we watched the NFL Honors Awards last night, and um, that's always just a great story. I or that. A great I usually show. watch it, but I, I missed it last night. Yeah, well, it was really good. Um, I didn't know any of the inductees for the Hall of Fame. I mean... Um, I didn't recognize any of those, but um, but I'm always moved with the Walter Payton Award. Yeah, that is great. And, uh, oh, my gosh, uh, Cameron Hayward from the Steelers. Right. What a, what, a, what a wonderful story. I mean, his dad played ball, and unfortunately he passed when he was 39, and hmm. Cameron was in, uh, in high school, and uh, he had, like, three brothers and a sister, and his mom was you know, help to support him, and, and my gosh, the um, charities and things that he's involved with are just, it's just, it's always heartwarming to, to hear that, and, and then to see all these people honored for all their hard work, you know, the, you know, that they do all year, and uh, on the field and off the field, but then the other thing is, you know, I'm an older person, and when I was growing up, my God, did I have crushes, Elvis Presley, the Beatles, oh, wow. you know, so I, I'm just sort of enjoying watching all the um, things going on with Taylor Swift and the, the, like the little girls who are just, you know, they're in awe with yeah, you, this. You know, what, now really, you know what the thing about fans. Taylor that I like the most is when you, watch, when, you, when you see video of one of her concerts and the 14-year-olds, 43 songs in, they know every word to every song. <laughs> exactly. Well, my cousin sent me a picture today of her uh, granddaughter, it's, and she's like in fourth grade. And there's like maybe ten little girls, they all have, and the teacher, they all have T-shirts made that say, we support Taylor's boyfriend, oh, wow. and they've got a big heart with number 87 in it. That is funny. So, I don't know. I, I, you know, I know I've heard all the 
negative things. I heard legend today. I've heard John from Louisville. But, you know, um, maybe we're, we're looking back a little bit on memories of when we were young and had crushes. So oh, yeah. anyway, you know. It's perfectly understandable, and uh, I went to a concert once, and I don't remember who it was, and the, and the group said, uh, no singing. Have you, have you been to one of those? Uh, and they, 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 they'll say, I, you know, it, it's, it, it reverbs and makes it difficult, but uh, Taylor Swift has, encourages people. She said, if you, if you if, I mean, like, don't, I, I mean, it was, it was really weird. It was a big-time entertainer. He said, because if you're singing, it will throw off, uh, it's hard to hear up there. You got these little things in. But she encourages uh-huh. people to sing with her. With her, yeah. Well, we've been to a was. few concerts. Yeah, we actually did get to see Toby Keith. Oh wow! And uh, oh, God bless that. him. Uh, what he he's just very unique person and uh, definitely gone too long. Well, anyway, I pray that the Super Bowl will be a good game. I uh, hope that you know it will live up to what it should be and uh yeah it 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 has been a reasonably good game lately uh but hey thank you very much for the call Catherine. you take care of yourself we will take a short break well it's not that short but that's what i have to say because we can't really tell the truth can we we'll be back in a minute or two or three you're listening to the paul feinbaum show podcast Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. And welcome back. A couple of minutes remaining on a Friday night. AJ is up next. Hey, Bash Brother Paul. (laughs) I'm going to start this day on call off on a joke. And this is to dominate. It's a good joke for you, Dominic. You can jot it down. Maybe you could maybe read it to us in about two weeks. Maybe at just least after the Super Bowl. But what does Taylor Swift and the Kansas City Chiefs have in common, Paul? What's that? Neither one of them should even be at the damn Super Bowl. They shouldn't. Neither one of them be at the Super Bowl. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's funny to me, and it might not be to y'all, but it's the truth because I've been paying attention to the Chiefs all year. They're lucky to be there. But I'm going to tell you this. I would never think of the day that the Feinbaum Collar Bracket Committee would be so parallel with the college football playoff committee because y'all simply Georgia Bulldog cat daddy. And then you went so far as to Florida Stadium. The reigning champion. You're going to Georgia Bulldog him, keep him out of the bracket, and, you, and, and the reason he's out is because you went so far as to 
claim injury? Hey, by so the way, Florida uh, State and uh, Georgia Bulldogs. Uh, that is a projected seed, and, and the number one seed rarely wins the tournament in March. Well, it's clearly biased, and I think Dominic's going to win. I think it's yeah. already a shoe in, and uh, right. deservingly so. But uh, I will say one thing that came to my mind about the similarities of the biasness. Uh, are you retiring next year, Paul? Why would you ask me that? Because I, I see the similarity. Um, you got the college football playoff committee knew that uh, Nick oh, Saban was going to retire, right. so they I put did, him in there. I did, I did read that. Uh, some Georgia player said that. James Cook. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then now uh, um, you're uh, you, as parallel as what you are, are, are you know, with the college football playoff committee, it makes me think that you you may retire too because you left the reigning champion out of the bracket, and so you know I can't help but to wonder. You know, that's a question that uh, I'll leave up to to my advisor, Jim from Tuscaloosa, well, to tell me when I need to leave. I tell you what, Paul, I'm gonna tell you exactly like Taylor Swift told her boyfriend one time okay. after this collar bracket projection. We are never, ever, Paul Feinbaum, getting back together. We go bagel and more damn eagle. Yeah. Tell you what. AJ uh, did not help his seating with that call. <laughs> he may be out of the he may he's now he's now out of the tournament. Jim is up next in Michigan. Hello, Jim. Hey, greetings, Paul. How are you on this Friday Eve? We are doing great. Thank you. Hey, just uh, curious, uh, what is the criteria to get into the this dance? Because is it volume of calls? No, is it content? Uh, is it geographical region? Is it name there's, recognition? There's, there's, what, no, but what there's is, no real specifics. It's just uh, to be I – mean, first of all, you have, <laughs> you, do, you have to show up occasionally. You just can't call once, uh, but – you don't have to call a lot. If you're a quality caller, you will get in. And by the way, there's still time to get in this tournament, and there's still time to take people out like AJ. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I don't have enough quad one road win yeah, or my it. nets. Jim, not, how many calls, I don't have, call you that how many often. calls have you made to the show? Um, I've made, I don't know. To me, Paul, it's not the volume. Okay. It's It's the the potency of the particular call. Right. So, I mean, like, I feel like you and I have a good rapport. We, we can talk about a variety of things, and it's not just germane to a certain geographical Let's go ahead district. and put Jim as a I mean, one like, seed after this call. I like this. So, <laughs> hey, okay, uh, well, what, whatever take somebody the crap- out and put you, you, you may be in the tournament now, Jim. I like the idea of you being in Michigan. <laughs> Well, listen, okay, so that's one thing. I, I mean, but my other question is, like, s- suppose you're in the tournament, then you you match up with somebody, but what is that? What? How do you evaluate that? What is? How do you know if you move on? It's not like a – because, like, for instance, yeah, we, Jim uh, from Tuscaloosa let, just shout. Uh, the committee seeds you, and then we tend to let – tend to, being the operative word – uh, social media dictates. We we we, we let uh, we let the people vote. Uh, this is uh, this is not let Colorado. We let everybody vote, <laughs> and and uh, we will match you up on 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 social media. So that's how you vote. I got you. Okay. All right. Then one one final question. 
what is a typical Valentine's Day for Mr. or Mrs. Feinbaum? Just PG PG thirteen, please. Yeah, uh, it's pretty quiet. I mean, we. I'm not big on going out on Valentine's Day, and I don't mean to to, to uh, discourage anybody from doing that. I've done it a number of times. Sure. Do you go out anymore? No. It's. I prefer. Uh, I mean, we've done it a lot, but. Uh, I don't know. I'm frankly not sure what we're doing. When is it? When is Valentine's Day? Next Wednesday. Next Wednesday. Okay. Appreciate that. Yeah. I know that. I'm just, I'm just acting silly. I've got a, I've got a reminder. <laughs> I, I thought it was Tuesday. I didn't. See, I, I've got uh, February's a big month for me. My, it's Valentine's Day, and my wife's birthday is in February. She was, her birthday is February 28th. If she'd only been born the next year, we'd only have to celebrate it every four years. It'd be more economical. Sure. So uh, I don't go as heavy on Valentine's Day as I do on uh, birthday. birthday. Yeah, the birthday is blowout city. Yeah. This year, I think I'm going to get her a yacht. <laughs> so you, do you have any Valentine's plans? No. Okay. All right, here's what we, we need to find Randy a date for Valentine's Day. So what are the, what are the criteria? Age limit? Is there? No. Okay. No age limit. By the way, we're going to do that on Valentine's Day. We're going to we're going to do something special. But right now, we need to take a short break before I talk myself into a lot of trouble. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. And we are back. Final couple of moments of this week. Rit- Richard is up next in Durham, North Carolina. Hello, Richard. How you doing, Paul? We're doing great. This Thank first you. time caller. I've, 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 I've listened to you for a good while. Thank you. I was particularly glad when I found out you were on the uh, the uh, you were on the station in Athens because I've been able to get it and I listen to you when I go walking. Well, that's fantastic. Um, but I want what I wanted to talk about is is, is yesterday's interview with Herb Street. I'm a I'm a um, a long I'm I'm a, a an old man, and I graduated from Georgia way back when. Uh, so, I, um, uh, my question is this: You know, I, I think it seemed to be what I got from it was that Matt Rule was the greatest coach that ever ever coached. <laughs> even though I, I think, yeah, I think you're living in Charlotte. I think you might disagree with him. What? With, uh, yeah, I don't think anybody here would. Agree well, with that. Right, after what happened at, at, with the, with the Panthers. But the question is this, it seemed like that's what the thing was all about. When I saw, when I saw the thing on the, the, the main, when I first saw this thing about, uh, about Dylan Rayo flipping from uh, Georgia to Nebraska, was that, uh, and, and then this, I saw this online from Sports Illustrated, and it sounded like when he was talking to Raiola, so, uh, when his father was saying, "Well, you really get you really back me up on you know uh, what what her her uh, really did uh, in getting uh, getting my son to go to Nebraska," but what it sounded like he said not not that he just like you know t- t- telling him he had, what a great coach telling the father what a great coach he was, but it sounded like he said he said he's got to do it. That's what it was. That that's what that that article sounded like yeah to me 
And the question to me, what I think you should do, I don't know what pull you have with ESPN. How much? You should encourage them to get you to get Raiola's father to come on your show and uh, and let him just just see how how uh, you know how how uh, expressive Herbie was in in in, in his in his uh, encouragement for Raiola to go to to go to Nebraska. That way, the fans, when it comes up, whenever whenever they come on game day, they'll know how to get uh, in Athens. They'll know how to how to greet Herbie. Yeah, I, listen, I, I think I can do that uh, without uh, making too much. I, I mean, I think I can find that out. Uh, I may call the guy myself just out of curiosity. Oh, well, that'd be that'd be great because. Uh, there's a big difference between just saying, you know, he's a great, he's a yeah, great coach, uh, I mean, you know. I, and, and Richard, it, my initial reaction was, was, was I didn't like what I heard. Um, and then, you know, Herb Street wanted to come on and I felt like, okay, I mean, I offer, I mean, from the moment it happened, uh, I said on the air that Herb Street usually contacts me because he keeps up with things pretty uh, religiously. And uh, he finally checked in with me later in the day and I told him I'd been critical. I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to run away from anything I say here. And yeah. uh, that was it. I hadn't heard. I didn't hear another word from him. And then finally, uh, he he contacted me yesterday afternoon, saying he'd like to come on. So we put him on. Yeah, um, yeah, but I didn't hear anything about. Isn't there what you heard mostly was how good a coach uh, rule was? That's what I heard. Yeah, I mean, I, I think if you want to be an attorney, uh, you know, did he specifically? deny that uh, i mean i think he said that the guy called him and Mariola's father said he called him herb street called him there, there's a tremendous difference in that yeah mm-hmm. but i, well, I, I he, never really understood could, what the motivation was by herb street to I mean, I mean he said to me off the air and on the air that you know he, he got called and what do you he asked me he said what are you supposed to do i'm sure you've been called by players parents too yeah uh, truth is i haven't uh, but uh <laughs> uh, and, and if I and if I was, I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't I'd, I wouldn't offer an opinion. I would say, listen, I, I'm, I don't want to get in the middle of this because I, I would uh, I mean, I, I'm always sensitive when, when I when I run into young students, which I do on campus all the time. And they say, well, I'm thinking about going to Alabama or Georgia. And I'm like going. <laughs> I, I, then I try to find out what their interests are. And I'll, I'll I usually try to say nice things about all the schools because I'm, I'm not a I'm not a I'm not a guidance counselor. No, no. But it, but it really, it really would. I think that would be a, that would be a good a, a good interview if 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 you could if you well, could try do, to that do that. I don't, he, I don't think that would be all that difficult for me to to. Richard, thank you very much. I'll I'll, I'll see if I can get you an answer on that. Sheer leader is up next. Paul, I am so glad to be talking to you. My goodness gracious, and you're not about to retire. You're too young to retire. Yeah. I was, and, that usually um, should be the joke. You know, Saban was four years older than me. People say, "You think you think he'll coach longer than you?" Uh, work. I said, <laughs> I, "I, I mean, I don't know. Everybody thinks Saban's going to coach till he's 80, so I, I'm not sure I'm going to pull that so, one off." You know, we. Hey, hey, Paul. The last time I think one of the last times I called in, I said, uh, "Saban's not going anywhere." <laughs> the next day, he retired. Yeah, I, I used to so, think he know, would, and everybody got mad at me, so I quit talking about Saban ever leaving. <laughs> yeah. I, and I'm, I'm, by the way, I'm going to hey, hey, Paul. Uh, next year I'm going to say that Paul. he stole the coach. What's that? Cheerleader? Okay, listen, I want to talk about the money that's paid to the NI to the NIL students, the okay. football players. 
Okay, is it true that Carson Beck got the Lamborghini? Well, it is true, but I I don't know how. I mean, it, his Lamborghini only cost like, only cost two hundred and seventy thousand dollars. Like, I mean, how does that transaction come down? Does the giver just go well, put I'm it in sure his driveway? Well, I'm sure the Lamborghini. Uh, I would guess the Lamborghini dealer probably worked out a deal so he would drive one of his Lamborghinis. Okay. Okay. By the way, I get where that. do you it's even people- find a Lamborghini? I do not know. Stuart, where do you find a Lamborghini? We don't know. I've been to uh, Toyota. I've been to Honda. I've been to Lexus. And you couldn't Uh, find it? I've never been to a Lamborghini dealer. They wouldn't let me in. They say, no, no, you're... You stay stay in your Nissan Maxima. Don't come any closer. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show Podcast.